Hello, and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer-tasting podcast where nothing ever happens. It's me, your host, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is the loyal, the studious... It's me, Michael. That's true, Michael. How in the world are you? I'm doing great, Jeremy. It's been a while for us. Maybe the audience will not notice a difference. I'm sure they will. I mean, right now I feel more mature, uh, (laughs) you know, more settled in my ways. I've been tucking my shirts in for some reason, and like, (laughs) I don't know where it came from, but I've been carrying my phone around on my belt now. I don't know what the deal is. (laughs) Yeah, watching the Golf Channel. Um, I don't have the Golf Channel. Let's not go crazy here, Michael. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Well, I got hitched. (laughs) <laughs> okay, there you go, yeah. Well, yeah, we stocked up on some episodes so yeah. we could, um, so Jeremy could get married. Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, s- I'm still tired. It was two weeks ago. But fun fact, Michael, that I don't know if you had put together because this is a, this is a story about 22 months in the making. Mm. We originally tried to have the wedding on the 21st of September. We had it the week before because the 21st was the bye week for Iowa football. Oh, yeah. 22 months ahead of time, that day was already taken. So we went a week beforehand Jeez. and two... Yeah, I know. Well, wait for it. It gets better. Okay. Uh, after much consternation and bickering from certain unnamed parties... <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and a lot of people watching the football game during cocktail hour and dinner. It was okay, Michael, because it rained all day on the 21st here. Oh! So those people who took our wedding date can cram it. We had so, yeah. We had the better date. That's right. It worked out better. Uh, I'm biased, but I think we kind of blew it out. I it was a it was a I was gonna say banger. That's oh, that's not me. I don't say that word. It was kind of a banger. Though. It was kind of a banger I, I, though. I don't say that either. I mean, but yeah, it was. I had a blast. My wife had a blast, and uh, anyone who didn't have a blast has wisely kept their mouth shut. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because. The football game that did occur that weekend had a bunch of rain delays. <laughs> yeah, it did. But your wedding, the ceremony, spared from the rain. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the indoor reception and cocktail hour started to rain. Yeah, so it was, it was like perfect started timing. Started sprinkling right as we were making the entrance. Right. I tried real hard to, I don't remember if I told you guys this or not, because, you know, the early part of the day is kind of a blur. But briefly, and I mean ever so briefly, about a year and a half ago, I had her convinced to use uh, wrestling theme songs as the entrance, like a different one per couple. Yeah. And uh, you and uh, Council of the Shows was going to be the Shawn Michaels theme song. <laughs> that that would have been nice. I know, right? I, w- I would have dug uh, that. We, I, I know you would have. And like maybe <laughs> one other person would have dug that. But... Uh, yeah, Curtis Mayfield is a close second. I can't yeah, complain. No, no. You had the uh, instrumental pop, I guess you could say. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. pop, but uh, the music is like, this sounds familiar. What uh-huh. is this? And it's like a string quartet playing Lord. <laughs> yes, that was one of them. Uh, there was the song from Portal, Still Alive, which is technically yep. a spoiler. Yes, I remember that. Yep. There was Rush. There was the Replacements. There was Pink Floyd. I mean. Where did you find all those? Uh, it is a group on Spotify called the Vitamin String Quartet. They have le- thousands of songs, like legitimately thousands. That is awesome. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, it was. I spent a lot of time trying to uh, 
to figure out which what I, which ones I was going to do because it couldn't be too obvious, but it couldn't be not obvious. Right. But I I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it was very it was subtle, and then you know if you got it you got it. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, you were just oh yeah this is a nice little string arrangement, yeah. perfect for a classy wedding. And and while I may have only been married for you know like uh, nine days. At this point in time, uh, the only advice I can give to anyone who may get married or remarried or whatever married in the future is the photo booth is delightful. It was used so much that there we only have like a quarter of the pictures in the actual book and the rest were given to us on a thumb drive. Wow. There's some solid pictures in there and there's some solid blackmail material in that. <laughs> so Yeah, good props, including the Jason mask. Yeah, did you see the guy who was... Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Who, who who grabbed the Jason mask and went wandering her outside out in the, yes. uh, in the wild. <laughs> he, uh, I was outside at the time, actually, um, <laughs> chatting. And yeah, he, all of a sudden, he, and he was a kind of a big guy, too. He walks over the Jason yeah, mask. Yeah, he, he's, he's kind of a tall guy. And so there's this dude just kind of walking outside and going past all these big windows, whatever you want to call them. Staring inwards. Yeah. It was, it was pretty delight. I appreciated that. Because it was one day past uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's right, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, Camp Crystal Lake is that way. And then mm-hmm. he went around to the windows right behind the DJ, I believe. And yes, he did. <laughs> started staring in. <laughs> but, uh, but Michael, enough, enough of my fantastic wedding. Hit me with the beer brag, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to talk about the beer at your wedding. Ah, uh, yes, please do. Um, so yeah, I think you had a nice... A good balance. Mm-hmm. I tried, and I don't know if you have the stats on these. Like, what if anything tapped out, or I, I do. Okay, so you had the, well, you had Bud Light. Mm-hmm. You for, know, for the dads and the uncles and everything. Placate those who the normies, the norms. Yep. And then you had uh, taking it a step a little further. You had Fat Tire. Uh-huh. You know, a little more flavor, a little something a little darker, and then the mm-hmm. I would say the premier beer. Uh, oh yes. yard sale. It, it friggin' better have been the premier one. <laughs> when, you, when you put the word wedding in front of anything, as you well know, Michael, it automatically triples the cost. Yes. Oh yes. But uh, yeah, Linebridge's yard sale. That one definitely blew. It was only a pony keg though. Because yeah, I got two of them though. I I had more than two. Um, <laughs> photographer of the show had enough to tackle me during the. Uh, did you see that? I might have missed that. Uh, during a, a certain Andrew W.K. song, I had told the oh. photographer of the show, Zachy Dingles, that we need to break out some of our sick pit moves. And uh, one of them is where he just kind of grabs me up like a sack of potatoes and runs around the the crowd. Well, he <laughs> tried doing that, but he ended up just kind of spear-tackling me, and we collapsed in a heap, just dying of laughter. <laughs> I had like four people ask me if I was all right. And I was, I was, I was like, I'm fine. This is not the first time he's botched that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember hearing that song in the in the distance. I think that was when I was outside, and I'm like, Do, should I join that fracas or uh, just observe? And you had a little ska mosh. What do you call a ska mosh? That's not a mosh pit. It's a, it's a skanking pit. It's, yeah, it's kind of a mosh pit. Yeah. The beer, Jeremy. Did any other kegs tap out no i don't believe so they told me that the uh, bud light got kind of close but i mean Mm -hmm. uh, people seem to be hitting the wine a lot harder than i expected 
Yeah, as it was at a winery, but yeah. if I would um, if I would have known, the only thing I would have changed is I probably would have downsized the fat tire. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are you gonna do? We are yeah, the yeah. total price uh, was lower than average, which is shocking. Oh, yeah. But at this so because this is at a winery, a little bit of inside baseball, because it's at a winery, uh, and a lot of places you have would have to like buy wine by the case, and if you buy it. You're stuck with it. But because this is right. a winery, they charged by the bottle because if they run out, all they got to do is send one of the people, service people, into the other room to go get more. <laughs> sure. And yeah. it's not yeah. like they can't sell stuff that they don't sell, that they don't open. It's just they just put it back on the shelf and it's fine. But they say, like, put a uh, put in a price limit that you want on the wine. And then when you get to, like, you know, 10% away from your, your limit, we'll come and tell you. And then you can, and then oh, you can sure, decide, yeah. like, oh, hey, I want more, or nah, they can start paying for it themselves. We got that heads up before I was finished eating dinner. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it was. A, thankfully, it it did not continue at that pace, but it was it was right. that was probably the most eye opening thing of the whole time. It was just like I guess it makes sense with dinner. It, well, yeah, know. and it's just like everyone will have at least one glass, but not everyone is going to have you know six glasses or whatever. And it was just right. one of those, just like oh snap, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> right. No, it was fine. It was it was less than we had budgeted for, so it's all good. Oh, it's all well, it's, it's go. all good. We just put the the limit that we had set on there as a uh, as a just like you know a pacekeeper. Right. A soft stop. A soft stop, yes. But it, it was it was good seeing everyone. Like, got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Saw Council of the Great White North. Saw the captain. Uh, yeah, I, I met fans of the show that I haven't met before. Oh really? Oh yeah, I guess you would have. Yeah, which is really nice. Have you drank your groomsman gift yet, Michael? I have not yet. I'm kind of okay. saving that. Okay, good. But I don't want to save it. I don't want to steve it. You know, I don't want to cellar it forever. But I do want to drink it relatively soon. Go for it. Um, well, should we talk about the, your gifts? Oh, yeah. On the show, you mentioned you would like to try Aquavit. So I, I put that little piece of information in my back pocket and said, well, why not give Jeremy Aquavit? And my understanding is you've got some other weird liqueurs, liquors. I did. So, uh, at the bachelor party, cousin of the show gave me, uh, Malort, which is another bizarre European herbal liqueur, liquor, whatever. Which we had at the bachelor party. And I was also given a uh, Council of the Great White North as part of his gift. Gave me a pint of Alaskan gin. So it's like the water allegedly came from, you know, the... A glacier. A glacier and the... Uh... One second, the model's right behind me. I'll grab it and I'll read it to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd love to hear it. Some odd moose-related botanicals that only grow on the face of a rock with midnight sun. Something like that. So, from Amalga Distillery in Juneau, Alaska, I have Juneau per gin. It's 200 mils, 48% alcohol, and here's the color text. Mm -hmm. Drink in botanics and taste the soul of Alaska. Botanicals as local as we are. Spruce tips and devil's club plucked from our rainforests. Rhubarb from our gardens. Forged herbs from our trails. Dive into our glacier-fed waters and savor nature at its wildest. Distilled from 100% grain-neutral spirits and bottled by Amalga Distillery, 134 North Franklin Street, Juneau, Alaska. I have not opened this yet because it's a very... I mean, it's 200 mils. I don't want to burn through that. 
But between the Aquavit, that, and the Malort, I now have enough herbal liqueur to last me until the cows come home. Right. But the Aquavit is, uh, they, they say that it's, you know, it has to have dill and or caraway in it in order to classify as Aquavit. And uh, my father was rather captured by your gift, and he spent most of the, the gift opening time staring at the bottle. But I feel like he was too timid or too shy to, to like hey let's crack this open and try some and it's probably for the best because when it's drunk at room temperature that stuff is pretty harsh <laughs> yeah um, yeah i mean it's much like gin it's a grain neutral spirit so vodka essentially with herbals botanicals whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh it's weird having dill in a liquor it's real <laughs> yeah. weird it's got that weird vodka burn when it's at room temperature so i think what i need to do is like dump a little bit in a flask and put that in my freezer. Okay. Because I don't have like ton of room in the freezer, and who knows, maybe I don't want to put this whole thing in there. But uh, so I will try that and get back to you. But okay. On a completely different note, Michael. Mm-hmm. I had a beer by Stone Brewing just uh two nights ago that I had never even heard of. Okay. Uh it's called Fear. Dot Movie. Dot Lions, double IPA. Here's the color text. Mm, curious. So double IPA, 8.5%, 60 IBUs. New England style IPAs are all the rage. Fans of Stone repeatedly ask for our take on the style. It's how would we do it? Fear no more. Our brewers took the approach to deliver incredibly hoppy and aromatic flavor while keeping it very balanced and upping the alcohol unnoticeably nailing this astounding one-of-a-kind creation. This unfiltered double IPA is juiced up with massive tropical and citrus notes. The mild bitterness and relatively dry body complement the style, and the residual maltiness nicely rounds it out. Uh, do you know where I had this, Michael? Two nights ago, you said. Uh, no, I don't. The new film scene finally <laughs> opened. <laughs> I thought it was going to be wedding-related, but no, it's... Uh, the new film, film scene opened. Yes. It's fantastic. It's ridiculous. Well, with beers like that, that sounds good. The guys who made A Quiet Place are University of Iowa graduates, and they wrote a movie while they were writing that. It's a slasher, and they were they were in town and had an Iowa City showing of it. And my lord, is that place amazing? Mm. I might I might have to move in. <laughs> it's it's going to be extremely difficult now to stay awake during film scream. Because the chairs are just too comfortable. I was gonna say, yeah, they probably have the state of the art chairs, and they they do. The sound is ridiculous. The uh, the screen's amazing. Projectors, are, it's it's absurd. And they're gonna be showing the Joker because they have bigger theaters now. They can show more mainstream ish sort of movies. Because apparently there's like, if you want to say show like uh, Captain Marvel or something, uh, you have to have X amount of room in your theater. The old one did not have that. Hmm. Marvel says you have to have, like, 100 seats or whatever. But now they do have that, so I'm in no matter what. It's going to be hard to go back to the other theaters in town. It really is. I realize that I'm not prone to hyperbole much on the show, (laughs) which in and of itself is hyperbole. But, oh, man, it's so awesome. Uh, Well, that's all good, Jeremy. The Mm -hmm. beer did Stone deliver on a West Coast, East Coast IPA. So... It was in a tall boy. Okay. The, the the stuff they have on tap was mostly local, which is keeping in uh, well, keeping good. in tune with what it it is good. It's outside of the uh, the 2015 Goose Island Bourbon County that I had at the old film scene. Right. My last time there, 
but it's largely like Big Grove, Fire Trucker, Reunion, things like that, just local breweries that they have on tap. And it's good, but sometimes, you know, it's just like, eh, I just, I just want to try this because the can looks so friggin' cool. And it's kind of weird having a hazy IPA out of a can. Yeah. Because, so much, is, of, yeah. because so, so much of it is based on the nose that when it's in a can, you lose a little bit of it. And to be fair, they did offer me a glass, but I didn't want to deal with the hassle. So that's no one's fault by my own. But the beer is mm. good. Check it out if you get it. It's I'd say it's at least a four out of five. But I would really like to try it again in a uh, in a proper glass so I may fully enjoy it. Okay. Um, before we go on to the FDR, I know a lot of people are clamoring and wanting to know what the lawnmower beer of the year was. But we're going to save that mm-hmm. discussion for next week. Oh, yeah, Let's because keep... we're at the end of lawn mowing season, even yeah. though it is unseasonably hot outside. Right. Well, you know, jabroni summer ended, so... Um, jabroni summer did end, my Well, real summer ended today. Well, yeah, yeah, and real summer for that matter. But, uh, the, yeah, the limits are within jabroni summer for the lawnmower awards. So mm-hmm. we'll let people kind of gnash their teeth and clutch their hat over their head, anticipating the first annual ever lawnmower awards results. Oh, yeah, I, for, I forgot about that, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> yeah, um, we technically could have done it before the... Uh, the uh, backlog that we recorded for the wedding but yeah screw it exactly jeremy should we move on to today's beer in the fdr let's do it michael we're uh we're by the time this comes out we will be uh oh let's see what is it oh oh god it's like six months away from um, march <laughs> yeah and what Th- this comes out on october 1st it does oh cool i was i was hoping that was the case <laughs> and so yes all october we're doing Oktoberfest beers. Now, I know Oktoberfest has already started in September, but this is APM Pod, and we do things late. So It's true. Yeah, so we have the first Oktoberfest beer of the month here. Jeremy, do you want to unveil what it is? Michael, I feel like this brewery has been doing a lot of uh, collaborations lately, and I know for a fact that we've had at least one of them on the show. Do you remember what it was? The Brow Pact. It is a brow pact, which means we're going back to Chico, California. Is that where they're at? That's correct. We're going to Sierra Nevada with Bitburger, which is a uh, brewery I believe has not been on the show. I don't think so either. I was trying to think about that. For some reason, it seems familiar, but I don't think we've had it on the show. I can't even say if I've had one of their beers before. I don't know. Uh, for some reason, that name is so familiar, but I can't place it. But in any case... But in any case, it's a 2019 Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. That's right. In collaboration with Bitburger Brewery. Here's the flavor text. Here's from the website. It's the ultimate season of revelry, so we teamed up with Germany's Bitburger Brewery for an Oktoberfest that turns backyards into beer gardens. Rally your friends and celebrate with a fest beer, whose rich amber color and smooth malty flavor... Bring the Munich tents to you. We brewed Oktoberfest with Bitburger's custom yeast and secret hot blend called, oh boy, Siegelhofen. Siegelhofen? I don't know. (laughs) Meaning sealed hops. Two house ingredients never shared outside their walls until now. According to Men's Journal, this is the world's best Oktoberfest. Malts, caramelized malts, Pilsner in Munich. Hops is the Bitburger Siegelhofen. German Magnum and Laurel. Yeast is lager yeast. Uh, this is a 6% ABV. 
20 bitterness units. And, uh, oh, they have nutrition here too. 190 calories, 15.4 carbs, and 2 grams of protein. Now, Michael, since we've not had this brewery on the show, here's a little bit of color text about Bitburger themselves. Yes, thank you. They are a large German brewery founded in 1817 by Johann Wallenborn. It is headquartered in, no surprise, Bitburg, Rheinland Palatinate, Germany. Ranks number three amongst Germany's best-selling beers with annual sales of 3.8 million hectoliters, or 3.2 million U.S. beer barrels, which comes out to 6.4 million kegs in 2015 and once again remains Germany's draft beer number one, as it's advertised on most products. Ah, yes. That is Wikipedia? It sure is. They make Pilsner. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's like the Bitburger Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've seen that in the picture of this Wikipedia that I'm looking mm-hmm. at now, too. They have that big mini keg. The mini keg. Five Maybe L. that's where I've seen this before. We should get one of those. Ah. Those are great. Fun fact, Michael, in Germany, there are also variations of the original beer, mostly beer mixes available. There's Bit Sun, a light beer, Cola Libre, a beer and cola and rum lemon flavor, Bit Copa, mm. which this one's what caught my eye. Um, it's beer and lime and cachaça. It's that weird Brazilian sugar liquor. Sugar cane. Oh, interesting. Oh. And Bit Passion Beer and Pomegranate. There's also a Malls beer called Candy Malls and Bit Burger Alcohol Frey. Which I'm right. assuming is non-alcoholic. It is. I want to get one of these mini kegs real bad now. Tis the season. You might find them around. I bet I could find one of those at uh, Dirty John's. Yeah. But, but that's enough of that, Michael. This this bottle has a jaunty uh, diamond pattern on it. What would you call that? Uh, the Bavarian flag. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yes. Well, it's delightful, whatever it is. So I'm going to open this beer up, and you should yeah. do the same. That Bavarian flag always reminds me of Super Mario World, because uh, Bowser has the same pattern in his castle. He does. But it's green and white. Yep. <laughs> All right. It smell, smells good. So, while we're pouring this, I was uh, watching some football this weekend, as I want to do. But they kept showing this Bud Light commercial, wherein they were using a bottle opener to crack open a twist-off. And... Normally, this would only like just irritate me as a, as opposed to bug the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But on the bottle, it specifically says "twist off cap," and they're using a bottle opener <laughs> to pop it open, and it it really bothers me. And if anyone else sees this commercial, I want you to write in and let me know if it bothers you too, because it's I saw it like three times and it drove me up a wall. And if that game went to overtime, I was gonna scream. <laughs> Another beer commercial folly. Uh huh. This is uh, a beautiful amber, Michael. Kind of dark for an Oktoberfest. Just a, just a shade. It's like one click darker than you would expect. Right. Like one one segment on the color wheel over. And I have no head on mine. Mine's dissipated. Same here. And yeah. uh, it wouldn't be an episode of American Pale Males if I wasn't congested. So. <laughs> but what nose I am getting is pretty delightful. Yeah, it's kind of a robust caramely smell. Color, smell, all of the above. Uh, I guess let's go in. I already did. Excellent. So, Michael, since, as we said, this is coming out in the beginning of October, and we've been a mm-hmm. couple weeks into Oktoberfest itself, have you had any Marzins before this one, this year? No. This is me just getting in, into it, so. So I have. Which is probably good, because you have something to compare it to, but. Well, 
So we have a lot of Oktoberfest to get through this. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we have a We're just lot getting of started. That. Yeah. Um, full disclosure: I had the Pauliner and I had the mm. uh, Big Grove Fest beer. Okay. Both are very, very good in their mm-hmm. own unique ways. Uh, Paul Laner, I believe, has been on the show. I think we did that last year. Maybe the year before. I don't remember. It's got that traditional German crisp snap to it that's on all those wonderful German Oktoberfest. Big Groves was more of uh, an American take on it, where it was just straight-up malt without, okay. the, without the cloying sweetness, but still very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about this one. What do you think? It has a real nice depth of flavor, like... You get like the spectrum of that, those caramely malts across your tongue kind of starts off bright and um, sweet, but as after you swallow it, you it gets a little more, a little bit coppery, deeper, yeah, a little more, a little coppery. Um, so I like that. Um, it is, you know, as as we kind of discovered last year for ourselves, which I'm sure is out there, the German Oktoberfests are pretty light like lighter body mm-hmm. not as a deep of a roast i mean you know on the lava bomb spectrum or however you mm-hmm. want to say that and uh i think this kind of exemplifies the other side of that coin despite being a collaboration this is more of the american side it's almost 100 percent american oktoberfest right where it's pretty caramely pretty sweet thick. um thick um one thing I will give it points for, it doesn't have any overt spicy, you know, spiciness to it, or mm-hmm. not spiciness, but spices to it, I guess you could say. Not I a mean, heat spice. But a uh, noble spice. Right. Yeah, they're not um, adding, like, they're not punkifying it. Mm-hmm. Punkify. Punkinifying it. <laughs> How would one punkify a beer? <laughs> Throw it against the wall or something. Um... Uh, but yeah, you know, I think sometimes, and maybe this is more getting into a pumpkin beer, but some breweries, you know, when they get into the this seasonal stuff, they just throw a bunch of overt flavorings in their PSL, pumpkin mm-hmm. spice latte style. And this doesn't do that, well, at no. least. But it is really on the deeper part of the, the spectrum as far as beer flavor. Maybe it's just my bottle, but this one feels a little bit tangier than I would have expected. Yeah, I mean, it, there is a certain... And, and not in a good way. It's hard to explain. For me, at least from this bottle, there's almost like a tartness on the front. Oh, really? I suspect that this might just be a a, a one-off problem. You know, I don't know if I necessarily get that. It's entirely possible. This has been out in my storage room since I got it, because yeah. I didn't exactly have room, so it's been subject to wild temperature swings. I don't maybe, know. Maybe not too wild. It, um, hmm. I think my favorite part is the aftertaste after having swallowed the beer. I have this, I don't know, that lager aftertaste that I, mm-hmm. I like, but the beer itself, it's a little it's a little on the sweeter mm-hmm. side, I think. I think my bottle has started to go a little bit. Hmm. But I I can still tell where it's, co- it's, it's, I was just about to say that I can see where it's coming from and I respect it, but I don't know if I can. It just... I really do because this is the what what I'm having is so out of character. Granted, I haven't had a bit burger, so I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe their mm. beer's crap. I don't know. But <laughs> like Sierra Nevada, even if I don't like their beer, there's a certain quality threshold. Like they're never really below a B. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. It's like Boulevard can kind of go all over the place. They're like consistent, like at least. Yeah. That that's okay. So you know when you've had a uh, bottle of the of the Boulevard wheat when it's just been like hanging out a little bit too long and it's got that weird not skunk but a little bit sour tartness in the front. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I I. I don't know if I'm going to give this one an official rating. I'll give it a rating based on what I'm having. Because okay. I can't not do that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what do you all like about this? Outside of what you've already said, of course. Yeah, so likes would be... you know, It's, it's a still an Oktoberfest, a style I do enjoy. I like the... There's a certain crisp aspect to it, I think, just... Being a lager. Mine is crisp, I'll give it that. Um, you get that lager pop, um, a nice aftertaste, subtle spiciness from the hops, just like a little extra thing on top that's kind of hard to put into words, but you can tell there's a little hoppiness there without, and it's not going too far in either direction. Mm-hmm. Dislikes would be a little too caramely, a little too it's sweet. a little bit too sweet, yep. Yeah. But overall, not bad. I'd reach for it again. Um, I'm just trying to hold a... We have some true Germans coming up in the Oktoberfest mm-hmm. category. We'll have to see what they do. But um, kind of going through the Oktoberfest we did last year, I'm kind of th- putting these to a, a higher standard than I might uh, in earlier years. So mm-hmm. um, I guess I can. with that I can rate it. Please do. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I'd reach for it. It's solid, but it's not like that what did we have at the sanctuary that was blew our minds anger that was an Oktoberfest, right yes it was yeah so it's not like that caliber where it was just like on point in every aspect but it is still good though it is um like i said i'm going to refrain from giving this an official rating Mm -hmm. but i do like the malt i'd say three Okay. It's it's good. It's just I feel like something's off with this particular bottle. Like I can't possibly believe that this is what it's supposed to be like. Mass market style, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a little weird, but what are you gonna do? In any case, it's another one down the gullet. Indeed. Get in touch. Send in your fave picks for the Lawnmower Man Awards mm-hmm. coming next week. Yeah, boy. Uh, we'll roll out the red carpet and promptly run it over with a lawnmower shredding it to pieces. But you can do that on Twitter at APMPod, Facebook.com slash APMPod, emails directly APMPod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Untapped where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thanks, Mike. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah. But we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.